I'm Jessica Clemens, and this is Splash Page on the Ringerverse. We're breaking down Loki Season 2, Episode 4, giving you Easter eggs, theories, and more on your favorite god of mischief. Let's go. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue. A surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. You are now watching Splash Page. If you're listening to this, you can also watch it on TheRinger.com, YouTube.com slash TheRinger, or on Spotify at TheRingerverse. This is your one warning that I will be spoiling Loki Season 2, Episode 4. We'll be spoiling the first four episodes of Season 2, the first season of Loki, and basically any of Loki's appearances across the MCU. You've been warned. This episode opens differently than others. There's no long Marvel intro this time, just dark music and Loki's green Marvel logo. It shakes, then reveals to be moving through a green tunnel of rings, then to different colors, and I assume we're inside the loom, and these are their branches. We pick up where we left off, and Miss Minutes is revealing a big secret about Ravona. That secret is exactly what we thought. He Who Remains worked with Ravona, and they created their utopia at the end of time, just for the two of them, so it seemed. We then get the recording from the first episode that Loki listened to, calling Ravona a marvel and helping end the war. They made the TVA together and were supposed to rule alongside each other. During the last episode before Miss Minutes was dumped, she told Renslayer that in return for doing what He Who Remains requested, she'd be given a spot ruling by his side just like he said to her at the end of time. So if time's repeating itself in order to rebuild He Who Remains, this moment has now been planted. Miss Minutes reveals to Ravona she did much more than help. She commanded his army, which might also confirm she controlled Eliath. Now, Miss Minutes wants us to believe that her and Ravona will work together to take over the TVA, but I believe she's still working with He Who Remains because she was programmed to assist him for all time, and at the end of the episode when she glitches, it sounded like she was going to warn him. We open up back in the war room we last saw in the first episode. Victor timely steps out of the time door alone. This must be what showing a pilgrim an iPhone would look like because that man is astonished. Can you actually record something for me? Yeah, for sure. Hey, sorry, record. <laughs> he also tells Mobius this. I'm from Chicago, friend. The shadiocracy capital of the world. I don't trust anyone. I'm 100% sure that's not a real word, but he means to say shady, and that's a real Chi-Town move. Casey and Obi meet Victor timely, and Victor is smitten, in shock and awe meeting his hero Obi, the writer of the TVA handbook. He makes this cute little squeak that had me scream out loud, and I really like it. Obi? Ouroboros. Obi refers to the endless moments in time where Obi learned from Victor, who learned from Obi, as the snake eating its own tail, an Ouroboros. Obi is literally living up to the name Ouroboros. Obi and Casey pull out the model of the TVA and Loom. He didn't have time to carve out everyone who's helping, just Mobius in his little suit. Then we see the model Loom, which we also see at the end of the credits. This episode is made of the cutest little things. Victor's little squeak meeting Obi, Obi's fangirly moment, and his smile when Mobius commends him on his models. You took the most innocent sweet characters in Loki and placed them in this episode. And I like to add alligator Loki, but we all know he's not really innocent. He like bites a lot of people. So the plan is to send the throughput multiplier into the loom and it'll manage all the excess branches. Also, I can yell about Sylvie until the damn cows come home, but this reaction to killing he who remains and creating the excess branches is pretty funny. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles. 
because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. The interesting thing about Obi learning from Timely, learning from Obi, is we still needed Victor's brain to create a prototype throughput multiplier to fix the TVA's loom. This explains why the TVA's aesthetic is so old-timey and steampunk looking, because they used the ideas of a 19th century inventor to build the TVA's equipment. Sylvie goes off on Mobius for immediately wanting Pi after finding out that they all might die when going into this next mission. Though it's ridiculous and just silly Mobius, in times under severe pressure, he goes to Pi. Don't get me wrong, stress eating is my middle name, but let's keep it noted because there's something up with the Pi. Maybe it's like the chicken powder and they clone Tyrone. It keeps them calm, always working, just easier to manipulate. Later in the episode, Victor Timely gives the sad, unimpressed guard hot chocolate and he doesn't consume it. The guard does. He looks up to Timely smiling, giggling. Timely was a different person once he heard hot coffee machine from Mobius. I just... I think there's something in the food, and I think we should all keep it noted. Additionally, this scene has incredible lighting. It feels too dark, but in reality, the light beaming onto Mobius, highlighting his dumb innocence, and darkness on Sylvie, casting her anger, is the epitome of angels versus demons. Then we're taken to Doc's and Brad Wolf in the torture chambers. They've shunned Brad because not only did he turn all of them in to go back to his timeline, he abandoned his mission and post. We also have the same kind of argument between Doc's and Brad that we get with Sylvie and Loki that we also get earlier between Hunter B-15 and Mobius. The conversation between Free in the TVA. Docs, Loki, and Mobius understand the power of the TVA and how important it is to fix it right now in order to stop the crashing of the loom and halt Kang variants. Brad, Sylvie, and Hunter B-15 want the freedom for everyone to exist consensually and live without someone dictating lives and pruning timelines. Little do they all know, living peacefully is at the center of their Venn diagram and they should all just work together. I recognize it's not that easy, but I wish it was. Loki later says this. Some years ago, my brother was banished from Asgard and sent to Earth. And when he came back, he was different. Changed somehow. I thought it was weakness. I mocked him. Said he'd gone soft. Soft girl, she killed. He's referring to the first Thor movie where Odin banished Thor to Earth, and when Thor came back, Loki disapproved of his kindness and newfound sympathetic nature. This kindness has always sort of lived in Sylvie, and Loki is just trying to convince her that good people like her work at the TVA, people like Mobius, Casey, Obi, and Hunter B-15. Then we get this great exchange between Loki and Sylvie about Victor Timely. So you're going to bring him behind the curtain, show him all of this, and then just send him home. Maybe that's a good thing. We can watch him, protect him. Interfere for good. Heard that one before. You can't give people free will and then just walk away, Sylvie. That's not how it works. Now, for better or for worse, the timelines are free. 
It's up to us to protect them. It's up to us to do better than He Who Remains. He Who Remains offered his job to Sylvie and Loki at the end of season one, and look what we've got here. Loki offered to basically play He Who Remains. Maybe we're still playing ball in his court. Maybe that offering last season was just a quicker path to what we might see Loki doing later. And what a condescending Kang way of responding. Sounds like whatever we do, we're playing God. We are gods. Then we're back with Brad trying to win over Docs and her soldiers. A time door opens and outsteps Miss Minutes and Ravona. Ravona's trying to win over Docs, but Docs doesn't trust her or Miss Minutes. So Ravona kills all of them, but traitorous Brad. And I feel like Brad will get a redemption moment like Scourge did in Ragnarok later down the line because they always do. And like the puppy dog he is. Ugh, X5 can't even look at his colleagues about to die. I constantly question what relationship X5 and Docs had that made him so dependent on her, and I believe it's that she's the only stability in his life. Mobius said this in the first episode. People have lives on the timeline, Mobius. I know. They should have the chance to live those lives. Think about it. Hey, everything you've been doing is wrong, and all your gods are dead. How are people gonna take that? After seeing the timekeeper's head on the table and finding out their lives were a lie, he was driven to chaos and General Docs was there to lull him. Probably like she did all her soldiers because they've been there for God knows how long. Ravona told Mobius last season they've been working together for eons. So what could feel like an eternity to X5 with General Docs could have made them really close like family and he's just watching them die. God, I hate X5. Horrible hearing their screams, but Miss Minutes is literally a crazy person. Look at how much she loves this. This is weird. Then we're with Casey, Obi, and Timely, who have successfully created the throughput multiplier. When Timely leaves to get hot chocolate, he's then stopped by Brad, who just pruned that sad guard. Uh, taste of your own medicine. Then we get the team back together, all of them. And it feels like that scene from It when they get back together in the cave to go against Pennywise, and I, I like it. They know Ravona wants the TVA, so they've got to ambush them to get Timely back. So Timely's been kidnapped by the bad team. The loom is literally minutes from melting everything, and they're racing against time. Sylvie gets stuck in the elevator, and we all know where this is going, baby. This is where Loki was pruned in episode one, pulling him out of the loom. We get the scene from Sylvie's perspective, and Loki prunes himself. It also turns out the phone that was ringing was Obi calling him to hurry up. Then Obi reboots the system, turning Miss Minutes off and allowing Sylvia and Loki to use their powers within the TVA. When Miss Minutes is breaking up, she exclaims, Victor, I need to tell you. Then it cuts to angry half-clock program Miss Minutes saying, you'll never be him. And I'm wondering if the first warning was to tell him he's going to die soon and the second part was out of like half-rebooted anger. Sylvia then uses her mental manipulation on X5 and remotely controls him to enter the war room and prune Ravona. So later we'll be seeing prune Ravona and the lights of the possible Eliath. Then Loki takes Timely to the loom room to scan his temporal aura. Once scanned, Victor offers to run the throughput multiplier to the loom, and in the funniest buildup, after his second redemption, he dies. The radiation was intense, and we saw the spaghettification. Obi mentioned it with his diagrams. He showed us the warnings. Our man literally just died. After all that, he's dead, or at least, you know, just not there anymore. And it was the most, the funniest thing I've ever seen in the MCU. We saw the spaghettification in the trailer with Sylvie at the record shop and the TVA TV noodling away. So these radiation booms must span over all the timelines in the loom branches. And that's it for Splash Page on the fourth episode of Loki season two. Remember, this could be all in He Who Remains' plan. Miss Minutes working with Ravona, Ravona being pruned, timely, dying, could all be in the steps to He Who Remains becoming He Who Remains all over again. Time is not linear here. And we're watching different points in time play out at the exact moments they need to happen. Tune in next week to see if this is all He Who Remains 
plan or someone else's. Subscribe to The Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter, at Ringerverse. And make sure to follow The Ringer on YouTube.com slash The Ringer. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll be back next week for Episode 5 for All Time Always. This is me trying to wake up. And I assume we're inside the loom and these are their branches. I almost stopped at the rhyme because I got excited about it rhyming. And it'll manage all the excess branches. Branches. I say branches weird. Can you scroll up one more sentence? Yeah, I was like, branches. Branches? Fox was there to lull him. Ugh, I hate that word. Lull. Sounds like moose. Go up. <laughs> Sorry. Can you go up, Jack? There's a scene where he looks at a moving security camera and that was probably Obi knowing where he's going. Can you scroll up again? <laughs> Is it, it shook me. I don't like how much it, it felt like Dr. Seuss and it threw me off. It threw me off. Then Loki takes Timely to the loom room. Oh, these rhymes. I did not do this on purpose. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.